Hello, everyone, and welcome to Skyland's Sins of Shelzar, uh, Season 2, Episode 9. Um, when last we met, the party had gathered outside of Citadel in the Golden Valley. Um, they had reunited after a period of separation and traveling, and they had effectively quarantined not only themselves, but the... Uh, Hollow Legionnaires who had been in the Hornsaw and been theoretically exposed to this uh, Legionnaire's rust. Um, while Ithrin was communing with her goddess, um, Iolocles spotted an invading aerial creature and gathered the various legionnaires and the um, party to investigate and they discovered that it was an, a woman riding a undead dragon, an undead rack dragon. They were able to take the dragon down but the woman teleported away. And in order to preserve the security of the Gleaming Valley, those, the century of legionnaires who were infected, along with Alocles and the one Hollow Knight who had been out there and been infected, um, began their march uh, to try to basically create a bottleneck and hold off Glividatel's forces as long as they could. Does that sound about uh, where we parked everyone? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So as of the moment, you all are camped out outside of uh, the city of Citadel. And what would you like to be doing with this time as you're sort of awaiting? Um, you're not sure when to expect the army. Uh, you're hoping that there will be some sort of scouts uh, moving back and forth. But there's clearly a bit of time, and you clearly do know there's a force on its way. So, they're coming to us. We're not going to them. Um, I mean, if you want to try to move ahead, the, the point of the uh, bottleneck that they're trying to set up was A, to try to thin out Libidotel's forces, be to give a little bit more time to everybody that's back at Citadel to prepare in case something might be coming, in case they get through, or when they get through. And, uh, yeah, just generally to enable you an opportunity to take, take some sort of tactical approach or some downtime. Now, if you wanted to try to uh, get up there and, and interfere on the way there, um, you're welcome to do so. Uh, if you had another approach in mind, you're welcome to do that as well. Um. Oh, so Ithrin wants to make sure that uh, she's got a couple escape routes planned in case things go real bad. Okay, so kind of like a, uh, generally like familiarize yourself with the area, scout the area. Yeah, like make sure that this manhole cover is nice and loose and, uh, you know, know where all the bolt holes are essentially. And like, I don't necessarily care if my friends see me doing this, but I don't want, like, 
the larger army catching on. Well, on the bright side, there are some, like some of the Ironbred who've been serving as kind of um, orderlies and and nurses uh, out here in the quarantine area are pretty much the only people that are in the quarantine area. Uh, the rest of the Hollow Legionnaires and the Hollow Knights right now of Citadel are, are staying behind the wall. Um, having said that, they're also not too keen on letting you into the city um, because you all have kind of come, come to the conclusion that you're probably infected and, pro and possibly contagious. Um, is that an accurate assessment? Um, so having said that, though, you can certainly check the, uh, the surrounding areas. So why don't you go ahead and give me, um, let's do a survival check, if you don't mind. Uh, 14. Okay. So you're pretty sure um, there are a couple of different paths that you can take to uh, get to safety. Um, should that front area be compromised. Your biggest enemy in that regard is going to be just the amount of open space around. But if you can get like if you can get up along the, the wall of the fort, you can get to at least three different bolts. Um, so go ahead and just make a note that in the event that you have to decide to retreat, uh, that you can have advantage on any checks that are made specifically for Cool. Um, any other preparation or pre-planning stuff that uh, any of you would like to do? Um, um, from my notes, I remember that Elalicles told us to stay back and get treated by the clerics because they could probably heal us from the spreading of the disease. Sure. Yeah. You're gonna have the you ask the um, Ironbread clerics to. See what they can do. Yeah. And also I'm gonna continue working on Alala Cleese's shield. Okay. Um the clerics uh perform a few rituals over you. And they say, well, um as we, as near as we can tell you are still infected. You're still carrying a disease. This disease doesn't seem to have any sort of ill effect on you. It doesn't seem like it's going to. It doesn't appear to be affecting any metals that you're working with or wearing. I think you're immune to it. Yeah, that checks out. Any other things that uh, Alan would like to do during preparation times? Um, can I roll to see how well my shield's coming along? Absolutely. Go ahead and give me a... Um, it would either be... You can either rely on strength, dexterity, or intelligence as you're uh, working the metal for the shield. And then you would add your proficiency bonus as well. Uh... I forget where my proficiency bonus is. Uh, oh, no, there it is. It's right there in front of my face. Uh, 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay. Um, you make a little bit of progress. Uh, it's not going as quickly as you would like, but you are 
uh, trying very hard to make sure that it's a very um, well-crafted and, and artistic object on top of being um, useful. So it's just, it's, it's slow going. Yeah. Um, that's all. Uh, how about uh, Haiku? Does Haiku have anything uh, that they would like to be doing? Um, I'm probably still shaken from that review of last game, so I'm going to uh, be quiet this whole time, and I'm looking at uh, well, I'm not looking at, looking at the, the ring of mind shielding, what's invisible right now. I'm gonna open myself to telepathic communication in case anything is trying to reach me. Okay. Just in case. So you pop that ring off, or you just you turn it off? No, I can just like I can just creatures can telepathically communicate with you if you allow it. So I'm allowing communication right now. Okay. Um. As soon as you sort of permit your mind to be open, where are you going to go? Are you going to just do this in the tent? Uh yeah. Okay. Um, as soon as you permit your mind to be open, you start smelling this awful, um, it, it's like, there's, there's definitely a smell of blood. There's definitely a, a smell like a, like a, like a latrine. Uh, just very powerful, very organic, strong smells. Um, if you've ever been near like a slaughterhouse or near a farm where animals are being slaughtered, it smells very, very strongly of that. It just kind of wafts over you as, as you open your mind. And you see the quality of the light coming into the tent change a bit. Gift for the red. Is that all? Hmm? Is that all? I that's happening right now? Yeah, as long as you, if you're just sitting where you're at, that's it. Um, I think in my mind, I'm just like, if it's me, you want to just leave them alone. Uh, you start hearing crunching sounds outside. Um, several of them. Uh, like a like a large, sounds almost like an army walking over dry leaves. I uh, walk outside the tent. Now you get up and you walk up and you pull the tent open. When you open the tent, uh, as far as you can see in every direction, the ground, the walls, every flat surface uh, is just littered with like bone fragments and skulls. The sky is red and there are clouds that appear to be made of blood floating overhead. Uh, you see a number of skeletal horses riding through, uh, and as they're riding through, they're like scooping, reaching down, like with their swords and with their with maces, and like scooping up uh, rusty pieces of armor off the ground. What does this mean? What are you trying to tell me? Uh, as you look over, you can see from where you're at uh, the four. The, the spires that the um, Hell Legionnaires uh, raise from. And 
you see the, the each of them has like a superstructure built on the outside of it that appears to be crafted from bone um, of varying sizes. Uh, it's hard to tell from this distance, but you can tell there are certainly some like giant bones. Um, but there's also definitely bones of smaller creatures. It's bigger than me. I will. Am I looking at my? As I'm looking around, are, there, are those uh, people on horseback still kind of scooping through the bones? Yes. Do they seem to notice me? No, they don't. If they do, they aren't reacting to you. All right. Yes. I will uh, close my mind to the communication now. All right. As you are closing your mind off to the communication, uh, you hear a single word whispered in your mind. Half a second to look up exactly what that word is. Uh, Zenathia. Does that mean anything to me? Um, you can make a history check at disadvantage. Disadvantage, okay. Oh man, that was a natural twenty the first time. A ten the second time. Um, no, that name does not ring any bells. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, no. That's myself for now. Okay. Excellent. So outside now, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, you're, and as soon as you close your mind off, everything kind of goes back to normal. You see, um, you can hear like the ringing sound of Alan banging on, on that shield. You can uh, see Ithrin sort of scurrying around uh, the various little pockets of you know bushes and whatnot. Um, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Alan. Okay. I'm gonna say, we gotta get out of here now. Okay. I start packing up my shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, if Heiko says we gotta go, we gotta go. How do you start packing your shit? Nothing bad's gonna happen here. What do you know? I made a deal with something really powerful and really evil and really bad a long, long time ago. And I've been running from it for a very long time. And it twisted my mind for a while. But ever since I got this ring, 
things have been going back to normal and I've been remembering a lot more now. And earlier we thought that thing, it reminded me of that deal and something it's coming and it's not going to end well for anybody that's going to be around here. Okay. We all make mistakes. Where's Ithrin? Uh, you poke your head outside and you see Ithrin kind of coming back over from the bushes and maybe, uh, I don't know, what would you be doing as you're returning from, like, scouting an area out? Oh, probably uh, munching some crab apples. She just foraged. Right. <laughs> I kind of wave Ithrin over. Like, psst. Yeah, oh, we'll go over. <laughs> oh, you gotta go. What's the fastest way the hell out of here? Uh, Ithrin will look down at her uh, amulet of the Snow Queen. <laughs> 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 I mean... That's not a bad idea, actually. Like, what do you uh, think? But don't we need to stay here and get cleansed? We're all going to get real cleansed for the long term <laughs> if we don't get out of here. Why? What's going on? Hold that thought. While this conversation's going on, what's Charlie doing? Playing places. Just wandering around playing. Just kind of walking around the out, like the camp playing, basically. Sure. Because it won't let you go into the city because of the quarantine. Right. Um, so you kind of walk up as the, you see they're all gathered. Um, conversation starts to get a little bit uh, harder to maintain as, you, as the liar starts getting louder as Charlie approaches. You were saying? I'll, I'll stop playing as I walk up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just walk up and be like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> think you're talking. You're not gonna. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, you know. Um, so yeah, Charlie walks up. Continue. Back uh, to you guys. Charlie, we need to get the fuck out. So, uh, are you packed? <laughs> I mean, yeah, usually. Yeah, I, we can go. That's fine. Or Charlung. I think, I feel like Charlung would be, he got some of that weed. <laughs> <laughs> just, just jolk a weed out. Just, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just passed out in their tent. <laughs> just I'll carry them <laughs> if it comes to that <laughs> alright so you're uh, you're gonna start to evacuate immediately yeah why not we don't have to like move out the gate like we're rushing away but you know we can go uh, although Ithrin is still concerned that like we're diseased and they have offered to cleanse us, 
But they told me that there's nothing they can do and that this is going to be it. We're immune to it, but we're still uh, infected is what the clerics told me. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Because that kind of fucks shit up for you, right? Yeah, a little bit. But if they actually can't cleanse us, then I guess there's no reason to stick around. And if they could, why wouldn't they just do that to everybody and this would be better? I feel like we should warn them before we go. Won't they think we're deserting? They're all going to die. We should at least give them a heads up that something beyond them is coming. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, um, who would I qualify as telling them? Huh? I said, who would qualify as telling them? I think I would just tell another one of the Iron Bread that um, one of us sensed that something really bad is coming and that everybody should leave the city. Okay. Uh, you're just going to walk up to one of the Iron Bread clerics? Uh, yes. You walk up to a guy who's like dapple gray. Um, about seven foot two, uh, got kind of like a, if you think of like a 1940s era circus strongman build, so he's nice. like just huge, but also, you know, barrel gutted. And he kind of looks at his greeting sister. What can I, uh, help, help you with? Uh, there's no easy way to say this, but something terrible is coming this way, and you must evacuate the city immediately. Uh, we were about to get out of your hair, too. Um, maybe we'll draw it away from you. Well, something terrible is coming this way, yes. Uh, our intelligence has told us that the army of Glibatel is on the way. Um, this is... We do not abandon Citadel. This is... The last point of defense for the Gleaming Valley. Suit yourself. Like I did my part. I will tell you this. When all of the other people of Galspad turned their backs on us, refused to accept that we had abandoned Thalcus, refused to give us a safe place to sleep or a warm meal. It was the Hollow Knights and the Hollow Legionaries that took us in. If you can walk away from that, I wish you a safe journey. Burns what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I am incensed. <laughs> 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 
I mean, if it's coming for us, then we might draw it away. So I don't feel so bad, you know, because if it's after Haiku, then it will follow us away from the camp and they will all be safe. If it's not, then I try to warn them. My conscience is clear. Okay. Yeah. But I will flick him off as he walks away or I'll do the kind of like, <laughs> Very good. Uh, I come back to the group and I'm like, I tried. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, you start heading out of one of the secret passages that you found. Um, do you have a particular direction or destination that you're going or just away? Uh, Ithrin's inclination is to head north, assuming north is where the cold is. Uh, north is ultimately where the cold is. I mean, you can get to cold in any direction by going to the top of one of the mountains. Um, but, like, in general, north is cold. Now, to get to a north that's cold enough, you would need to go to the north-west. Uh, significantly, um, because due north of where you're at is a desert. Um, Alright, in that case, Ithrin will just sort of suggest heading into the mountains. Any objections to that? Mm-hmm. Well, you, whatever. Uh, you load Charlung into the back of a new cart, and... Uh, Make your, start making your way up, up the mountain. Um, takes you about half a day to get up to the, to the peak of the mountain. And uh, planning on setting up like a camp kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know wish her lung was awake because they were going to give us the cold immunity tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get it. It's fine. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, you are cold and uncomfortable. I would like each of you... Uh, it, well, first of all, now that you're in the cold, is there anything that Ithrin wanted to do? Um... Mostly just sort of, uh, because she's very new to this whole being a cleric thing, uh, look for some indication of what her new goddess would want her to do. Okay, uh, give me a, um, go ahead and give me either insight or religion, whichever you prefer. Insight, I'm better at that. Oh, natural 20! Total of 24. Excellent. Um, Sarah, did you say that? Can I throw us up a Lehman's tiny hut to keep us from being cold? You absolutely can. we're trying to sleep? You absolutely can. So you cast a tiny hut. Tiny hut. Alright. That's Um, awesome, thank you. As you're looking, uh, it's you're up on the mountaintop pretty high. Uh, the sun is just starting to set. At the moment, it is not 
It's just cold. And a bit windy. And the minute you start to like prey on what you need to do next, the wind stops. And you see, you catch a single snowflake falling to your south. And you look at that snowflake and you see it joined by multiple other snowflakes. And you see the clouds in the sky sort of all starting to coalesce. And they blow southward. Following it with your eyes, you can see you're too far away to make out any details. But you can definitely see um, kind of a pass between two mountains. And on the side that's nearer to Citadel, uh, you see a small, a little bit of movement. Looks like some ants walking around. But on the other side that's south of the pass, it's like, it looks like the entire road is filled going back probably a mile or two, just shoulder to shoulder with bodies. Uh, like uh, refugees or soldiers? No, you or... can definitely see there's like um, battle standards. Uh, you see they're, they're moving uh, trebuchets, looks like, um, and uh, ballistas, like on, on carts. Like this, this is a, a whole ass invading force. Oh, all right. So this is probably the army that we were warned was coming. Probably. Okay. But they're on the other side of the pass. Yes. At the moment. Okay. The moment it looks like uh, they're holding pass right now. All right. Is there a way to trigger an avalanche or a rockfall or in some other way block the pass? Uh, if you got closer, you're like not on the exact mountain that it's on. You need to get closer in order to affect that. All right. Aetherin will point out to her friends the the army and like, all right, this is probably a really stupid idea and I'm probably crazy and like going to get myself killed, but I think we can trigger an avalanche and stop them from coming through. How far away is the mountain that we're supposed to be at? The mountain that you would need to be on? Um, like if you could fly, like, you know, beeline to it, maybe 800,000 feet, maybe, but you have to go down and back up or teleport. If it's a mountain, couldn't you just tell theoretically just teleport us to that other mountain? It's like cold. Yeah. No. Ooh. Or can we teleport to somewhere across from that mountain close enough where we could fire like a Mulan type of explosive arrow at it? Then that would cause an avalanche, but not on the mountain that we're on. True. If you could do that, you wouldn't need to teleport because you could do it from the mountain you're on. But I thought you said it was like so far away. Yeah. 
I mean, there's not another mountain that's closer. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. There isn't like another smaller hill nearby. No. Okay, Maybe. I get that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, theoretically, um, doesn't the hut provide like shelter? So we would be fine if we were like in the hut. If we like set the explosion off. So yeah, if you set off an avalanche while you're sitting inside of Leoman's tiny hut, uh, chances are good what would happen is you and everything in that. Well, correct me if tiny hut actually creates an extra dimensional space, right? Like you step into a. Uh, Hold on, I'm looking. A demi plane, if I'm not mistaken, when you own Leoman's tiny hut. Um. So the plot thickens. <laughs> one of two things would happen: either um, it would, if the hut remains in the physical world, it would move. It doesn't say. Uh, does it just create the sphere around you? Yeah, a dome. Yep. Okay. So the, yeah. So that one, the avalanche would just basically go around you, and you would stay exactly where you're at on the ground. Now you might very well get buried beneath snow. You might very well get. Uh, you know, you, you could have some serious problems, but as far but, as, like, that you would survive. <laughs> but we could teleport to another area of snow where there's not an avalanche the next day. Because yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, this I was, sounds like a good plan. Yeah, I was but just you can only teleport once per day, right? Uh, Technically twice, if I don't do much else with the amulet, because I have nine charges a day and teleport takes five, four. Cool. The only yeah. other thing to consider is you cannot cast from inside Leoman's tiny hut and have it affect outside. You'd have to be outside the tiny hut and then... To cast anything that would cause an avalanche. If we were close enough together and we held hands and we can just close the, close the hut, be outside, and then cast, and then we can get out of here. <laughs> and teleport away to the yeah. well, I mean, previously on. She can be outside, <laughs> cast the spell, and then run into the hut, because you can decide who can, who can come and go as long as you stay yeah. in the hut. Yeah. Um, so that is an option, too. Oh, yeah, that's, I thought you meant the other. Okay, so we're good. Yeah, let's do it. We've done worse things with way less uh, <laughs> thinking. <laughs> that's true. I also have infinite firebolts. Not balls, firebolts. So... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna create an explosion. <laughs> no, I meant like getting us out. Like, oh. if, we get, if we get like barricaded underneath some snow, I can melt. You know, <laughs> enough. You know, firebolts. All right. I mean, this is as good a plan as any. Any objections? <laughs> I'm down. What else? I mean. <laughs> We are probably going to all get ourselves killed, but you know, I mean, right. we were always we'll have fun do doing that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Gonna, so you're going to teleport to that other mountain. Wait, you just teleported us here. Oh, we walked here. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Blow another casting of Tiny Hut, and then um, use what like. What, what all spells does that amulet give you? You got Kona Cold, probably wouldn't do it. You have the Sleet Storm, though, right? Uh, I have Ice Storm. Yeah, yeah that, so let me, do it. let me click away from my... Would that have still give us enough charges to teleport away, though? 
No, oh, then we would be in the tiny oh, hut. The tiny hut's for. Yeah. All I'm right. So I'm using I'm using four charges to teleport us there. Okay. Um, all right. Let me mark those off. Eight hours. Um. So I have yes, I do have. I've got ice storm and sleep storm both. Yeah. So dropping either one of those on the side of the mountain, I would allow you to uh, cause an avalanche. How about a thunder wave? We can save some charges just in case. Would that be enough? I mean, depending on where you fired off a thunder wave, sure. But that yeah. that makes it infinitely more likely that you will get caught in the avalanche, though, because that thunder yeah. wave is going to surround you. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just spitballing. All right. I mean, yeah, you, you absolutely can do it. It's just it's much more likely, like. She can cast uh, Sleet Stormer or Ice Storm at a range. Okay, fair. All right, I'm going to cast Ice Storm because it's slightly more powerful. Okay. Sick. Uh, Go ahead and drop the damage for the Ice Storm, if you would, please. Okay. One million. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that is 2d8... That's not what I wanted. That one, that one. All right, so that is... Two D8 bludgeoning damage, and then let me roll for cold damage. All right, 10 bludgeoning damage and 16 cold damage. All right, um, the mountainside probably won't take any additional damage from the cold, but uh, that that 12 bludgeoning will be sufficient enough. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and rule that you know where to put this uh, well enough that you can get an avalanche uh, going, get it started. Um, yeah, it's um, a 20-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder. Yeah, that's sufficient to... Uh, knock the dust off the side of this mountain. Yes, and then I'm running into the tiny hut. <laughs> Wonderful. Good plan. Give me just a half a second here to make a saving throw. Okay. So as you are, um, you, you call down this power and it hits the side of the mountain and uh, you see the snow just start to like cascade its way down, uh, building in power and you hop back into the tiny house and the rest, you're all sitting there kind of watching this from the safety. Um, you see the it sort of breaks into two waves. And the first wave, you're able to point it so that both waves are hitting the north side of the pass, so you're not hitting any of the Legionnaires' forces. Um, So the first wave kind of clears, probably looks like about 300 feet of the road, just sort of blasts everybody off to their side. As that second pass is coming, though, 
Uh, you see, like, four figures. It's hard to make out at this distance. Kind of step forward. Basically, I'm to the place that the snow already hit the first time. And just start unleashing columns of fire and melting away the, uh, the avalanche that's coming down. Okay, if they want to give themselves a mudslide, I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, seems to be that they are able to stop it with a sufficient enough heat that it doesn't... The, the remaining debris that's falling does not incapacitate any more of the army. Okay. Um, is the pass blocked, though? Um, blocked, no. Uh, okay. It's going to take a little bit longer for them to get through, um, but it's not, like, sealed off by any stretch. All right. You probably, um, bought, you, probably, you probably bought the Legionnaires another six or seven hours. Okay. Uh, in that case, I kind of want to run back uh, and let them know what's about to happen. Mike, are we able to do that? Do you want to... Well, I mean... Uh, yeah, uh, it's going to take you... You're going to get there not much before they will. You think? Well, I mean, that's not true, I guess. Because they're, um, they're fighting... The Legionnaires are still going to theoretically hold them once they break through, so you'll get there before they will. Um, are you going to wait and rest first? Because basically... To give you an idea of like concurrent time, you figure by the time you finish a long rest, they will be through the snow, and they're still going to have that century of legionnaires to fight their way. Given the bottleneck right. that the century of legionnaires is controlling, you're expecting they can probably hold that pass for two days, maybe three, uh, if the hollow legionnaires are as good as the reputation, four or five. Uh, could I just skip the rest? Uh, you could, if you all want to risk exhaustion climbing back down the mountain, yeah. Well, you, you probably wouldn't, because you're immune to cold. Yeah, I don't mind, uh, leaving everyone here in the hut. Okay. <laughs> just, like, bouncing down the mountain, being like, hey guys! <laughs> All right. Uh, is everybody else fine with staying in the hut and resting? While Ithrin runs off? What's I don't want to get separated again. Yeah, it's a bad idea, but if that, like, I, I don't <laughs> think it's a good idea to go down there either. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea either. Can I try to stop Ithrin and be like, you know, we tried. Maybe we should just keep going on our own way. They know they're there. We just bought them some time. Let's just, like, bounce. Do we have any sending spell capability at all? You. Um, yeah. I have a message. Yeah, I guess just message the commander, let him know, as long as they're warned. Okay, I can do that. I thought I was going to have to roll, but I guess. <laughs> um, oh, wait, I have... 
Message you're not going to be able to reach them with. How far off are they? Wait, um... The... Hector has a sending tattoo, the right? City? I do, Charlung does, yeah. and who else? Uh, Charlie does. Do you have a sending tattoo, too? Yeah, you do have the sending tattoo, right? Yeah. yeah. The three of us should have it. Yeah, those don't work on just other tattoos. Those work on anybody you want to cast sending on. Mm-hmm. I thought they only worked on each other. Nope, no, those are just those are straight up sending tattoos that you cast sending. Okay, and yeah, we can do that. Okay, who would you like I, to? We can... I have no idea. This is not my. You got... Who was the main one that was talking to us when we were quarantining? Well, there was the the Hollow Knight the went off with the front line, like, it's down in the front lines, you could message him for all the good that would be. Um, He's the one that's, he's out in the fighting force, he knows what they're facing. Um, Other than that, there's the, any of the um, Iron Bread orderlies. Yeah, sending on. You didn't meet any other legionnaires because you were quarantined away. Um, maybe message one of the iron bread and tell them. Hey, what would you like because to say? Because they're they're close to the the city, right? So yeah, they're just outside the city. Who's messaging them then? It has to be either you or Haiku. Oh, is it just the two of us? Oh, I can do it. It's fine. Yeah. Somebody else dictate. <clears throat> Bottoms in time. Yeah, enemy in the pass. Rough estimate. Here's the numbers. There you go. They say, uh, thank you for the information. Uh, We wish, thank you for the information. Wish you would stay and help. But we understand. <laughs> Safe journeys. Brianne, be with you. Everyone's like, we just get in the way. Yeah, we were going to annoy people either way, so may as well just be gone when we do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You doing anything else while you complete your rest? Since I don't sleep, um, I will once again try to like open myself up to communication while everyone's sleeping. Okay. Um, you see the same sort of landscape around you. Um. And you see almost like down on the ground where the um, where you can see the the army gathered. They're like pulsing, glowing with like this purple energy. And 
You notice it seems to be concentrated in certain places. It's concentrated in certain places? Certain places within the group, yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me a... Um, you can either do history or just perception, whichever is higher. Perception. Oh my god, what a garbage roll. Ugh, four. Yeah, you have no idea. Looks like maybe places that are a little bit more energetic than others. And um, as you're sort of staring down at it and trying to figure out what's going on, you see some of the snow, like just outside the hut, start to shift. And you see a shape emerge. It looks like a pair of like neck vertebrae that have been like that have sat next to each other to form almost a jaw, being propelled upward by the rest of a spine that's moving in a very serpentine sort of fashion. And that's there. That's there, there. You don't... No, like, none of... Like, everything looks completely real to you. Like, it looks, as far as you're concerned, like you've been transported to this other reality. And it sort of slithers upward, and then it moves forward like it's trying to come towards you, and it hits the edge of the hut. I'll just kind of, like, be, like, face-to-face with, like, like, the hut, where it's, like, looking in. And I'll just, like, look it in the eyes, and I'll just be like, Fuck you. You've taken too much from me already. Just fuck off. Leave me alone. Yes, the master wishes to reward you. Aiken, you have given much to Utasa. No more. This, the skeletal snake sort of looks over at the, at the amassed army and looks back at you and says, Oh, much more. You are, with your very actions, granting Otasel what he needs. You're serving him well. How can we reward you? Go away. Leave them alone. Leave whom alone? Just leave my friends alone. Oh, you and your friends will be among the last whose flesh rots from their bones. You've served us well. So, Travis, I'm I'm of of two minds right now. (laughs) I don't know if... Hmm. I'm gonna I think I'm so mad right now I'm gonna walk out this hut and I'm gonna shoot it with an Eldritch Blast (laughs) alright you step out the hut and fire off an Eldritch Blast and it shatters 
So what what would the rest of us see as this is happening? Uh, you see Haiku just kind of sitting there for a minute. And then he just gets up and walks out and shoots a hole in the snow. Uh, if we'll poke her head out and be... <laughs> so what did that particular pet just know say about your mom? No, like, I think I, like, at that point, I, like, closed off communication, uh, with, like, my mind, and I just look around, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Give me a perception roll real quick as you're shutting down your communication. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> Four! <laughs> Alright, you don't notice, uh, you don't notice much of anything, fortunately. I'm so mad. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ithrin, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me, please. Oh dear. Okay. Oh god. Ten. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, Ithrin, you. Uh, Lose control of your tongue for a minute. You're well aware of everything that's happening, but you feel like someone else is piloting your face and your throat. Uh, as you hear, stupid maggot. When this is all said and done, they will resurrect my mother. Intervene, swine. And then Ithrin has control of her face back. <laughs> oh. Okay, I didn't mean what I just said. Uh, that was weird. That was someone else talking with my mouth. You taste like something. It. Uh, vaguely chicken-like. Do you smell chicken? <laughs> Ithrin, get back in the hut. Are you about to do something stupid and or heroic, which is kind of the same thing? That's my, that's my thing, I think. Uh, you know you don't have to do it alone, right? Just get back in the hut. And I start walking a little, like, about, like, 30 feet away from the hut. Like, you know, behind the hut. And I'm gonna let off, um, uh, a level one thunder wave. <laughs> okay. No! <laughs> are you, what are, are you attempting to, uh, are you, gonna tr are you trying to generate like a, a avalanche? Is that yeah? Your, okay. Um, go ahead and make me a spell attack deck. The thunder wave is concentration. So do I use the roll for that or? Normally you don't roll for thunder wave at all. Uh, you roll damage, but I'm gonna have you roll a spell attack to see if you can basically see if you can put this in a place where that would happen. Um, okay. I didn't make Ithrin roll that because she's a druid cleric with all sorts of nature stuff going on. So yeah. she just kind of knew where to put it. Um, okay. 
So it's going to be a plus. Hold up. What's this thing again? It's rogue. So plus four to whatever I roll right now. Yeah. Oh my God. That is a nat one. No. Excellent. You blast off the thunder wave and. Um, it clears like a ton of snow around you and you look down and you see a um, looks like the hilt of a broken dagger that was buried underneath where you fired this thunder wave off. I thought you were still going, I'm sorry, I I found the hilt of a broken dagger? Yeah. And I'm surrounded by snow right now, or? Well, not right now, actually, you've blown the snow away, so, like, you're standing on, like, exposed rock looking at this broken dagger hilt it looks like it's sitting next to a crack like maybe it was stabbed into the side of the mountain and then then snapped can i try pry that out oh yeah you pick it up um as you do uh you feel a sort of a poke on your hands um go ahead and give me a, a constitution saving throw please Oh my god. Garbage. So not one plus a three. What's going on with my dice today? <laughs> Alright. Jesus. Um Am I just dead? <laughs> no. Uh you look down and you can see that the the hilt, like the knob at the end of the of the handle of the dagger, uh sprouted fangs and bait. Oh, okay. Well, and you can see like a green ichor sort of making its way up your arm. Oh, hold up! Actually, can I do something? Hold up! I don't think I have it anymore. Okay, I can't do that. So it's coming up my arm. Yep. Look. Um. Can I like try to pry this thing off me? I mean, you you can drop the dagger if you want to. Oh, but it's just bitten. Um, do you need me to cut off your arm? Yeah, um, Ifrin would have ducked back into the hut and said, Haiku's about to do something stupid and or heroic. <laughs> I, think- I feel like we all stepped out at that moment <laughs> and saw him, like, blow the thing and pick up the dagger. Ah. <laughs> Do you want me to? I feel like I'm ready if you want me to. Just like hold out my arm. <laughs> As Haiku holds out his arm, he falls to the ground unconscious. No! I <laughs> uh, still cut off his arm. <laughs> uh, all right, give me an attack check. Uh, you have that, advantage. That seems excessive, though. <laughs> right? <You're all> right. <laughs> oh, did I not make it in time? Oh, okay. Are you, not, cu- are you not cut off his arm? 
you don't know. Ithrin is against it. Uh, Ithrin, I'm going to roll to do a ninja roll to stop me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what am what I rolling? I roll? Well, um, uh, how are you trying to stop her? Uh, <laughs> persuasion. That seems excessive. All right. Uh, roll persuasion and... Uh, I guess Alan roll a charisma saving throw. Whoever gets the higher result, uh, you got a, you got a one. <laughs> two total. While they're jerking around doing this crap, can I uh, save us, Sarah? Try to cast lesser restoration before they do anything totally stupid. I mean, did you leave the hut as well? Because that does end the hut if you left the hut. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, I didn't know that ended the hut, though. It does. Uh, so, I mean, you know, knowing that, you can choose to have not stepped outside. No, that's fine. Okay. Um, you want to cast Lester Restoration on, like, the poison in his arm? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what did you get on your charisma saving throw? All right, so yeah, you're you definitely draw like your your uh, bow up and are ready to like bring it down on his arm as Charlie like leaps forward and grabs his arm and and casts lesser restoration. Um, it doesn't wake him up. It doesn't seem to have remove the icker, though it does slow its progression. Still going to uh, bring it down? That's all I got. I will make you the best prosthetic arm in the world. <laughs> <laughs> make an attack check with advantage, please. Jesus. I'm so sorry. I can't think of that. Uh, attack check for the weapon? Yeah. And it's your melee, so it's using the strength. Okay, uh, I'm going to do the... Um, I'm going to use for the crossbow because it's the bladed bow, but I don't have that in the action. Right, but you should so. use your hammer for the attack because that's the... Because oh. it, it goes off your strength. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. With advantage? Yep. 25. What's your AC? <laughs> uh, 14. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think it just is. You bring it down, um, and his arm comes clean off in one, one swoop. Oh, no. Uh, I did it the, like, in the right place, though, right? <laughs> meanwhile. Um, <laughs> I, I would immediately like to, like, heal a <laughs> spell on him so he doesn't bleed out. Sure. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Haiku, you uh, close your eyes. And then immediately open your eyes again. And you're in a... It looks like the horn saw. 
but all of the foliage is dead. It's pitch black like night, like a, a starless night. Um, and you can see like glowing eyes in, the, in between the tree branches all around you. You hear a howl in the distance. And a woman, extremely old woman, hunched over, wearing long, ratty rags and a wide-brimmed hat that has a big floppy point that's sort of hanging loosely, walking with a broom as a walking stick, comes approaching toward Almost something I don't know. You've owned us. Does woman look familiar? Doesn't. Um, make a religion check. I could have been. I'm not good at anything today anyway, so fuck it. It's an 11. Um, judging by the surroundings, this dark forest, the way she's addressing you, her cadence, you think this might actually be a vision you're having of Belsmith, a daughter of Mormo and, uh, Basically, goddess of dark magic and um, lycanthropy. And the one that uh, the Bellsmith's Bliss is the worship, you know, is named after. The uh, society of assassins that you've been working with are Revere Bellsmith. All right. How so? I told her, I say to her. If the necromancers of Glivodotel get their hands on the Gleaming Valley, their ambition will lead to my mother's resurrection. And that I cannot abide. Is it my fault because of the deal? No, you twit, it's your fault because you're abandoning Citadel. You're taking away their only hope. We're like five people, and there's like a whole army of people that are way more qualified than us there. You think, armies win, you think armies win wars? You are a lost cause. Oh, I've seen how armies win wars. You've seen armies, seen enough of it. You know, armies battle and die. Individuals with wars. Turns and starts walking away. Not too late. For you to avert this disaster, undo your foolish mistakes, turn your back on that pretender that you follow. You all like. 
you all have such grand promises and you just you say that you, you just, you'll deliver and deliver. But look at me. Look where it's brought me. I can't trust any of you people. You all you've done is fuck me over. You made a desperate plea to a wannabe demigod and it didn't work out for you and you expect my pity? What have you done? You're here. I'm here because I'm trying to prevent a disaster brought about by your foolish incompetence. Like, pokes you with like a gnarly, ratty, like, arthritis curved finger in the chest as she's speaking. Or would you prefer a nicer approach? She stands up straight and her cloaks fall away and she's a beautiful woman in her 20s with raven black hair um, wearing just like a looks like imagine like an evening gown made out of snakeskin. Would it be better if I appeal to you nicely if I promise you the sun and both moons? Whatever it's going to take to get you to get back there and play the role that destiny has for you. All it's going to take is for my friends to be okay. I assure you, if my mother awakens, no one's going to be okay. There are people within Glivetatel who their true loyalty are to cults of Mormo. Their true reasoning, their true purpose is to reassemble her and bring her back from the grave. Whether they know it or not, the necromancers are playing directly into their hands with this plot of So you can keep running and doing the biddings of Otasel bits, or you can nut up, get back down there, and play the role Destiny has assigned you in getting the person who might actually have a chance of doing something about this where she needs to. Just to like myself. And there's one more thing, and it's very important. And before she's able to say it, you're, you feel this searing pain in your arm that wakes you up out of the... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you look down, waving your stump about as Ithrin's like, I can fix this, I can fix this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am immediately going to cast... Hold on, let me click over to my, um, spell list. Uh. <laughs> Is this not what you wanted? <laughs> oh, I do not have lesser... Oh, I do have lesser restoration prep. I'm going to cast that. Okay, um... <laughs> I don't think that's going to actually do any good. Um, I mean, mostly I just 
don't want him to bleed to death from the wound that uh, was just inflicted. Don't blame me. It was all of our ideas. <laughs> I just said the wound that was just inflicted. <laughs> I can hear your thoughts. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't actually. Lesser resurrection wouldn't actually affect it. Uh, you'd want to use like, a cure wound spell or something. The okay. greater restoration might be able to grow the limb back, but lesser can't. Alright, then uh, I'll immediately cast Cure Wounds. Um, Do you know who has greater restoration? Uh, 18 hit points back, right, if that um, helps at all. Yeah, the, the stump heals over completely. Okay. How much did I lose? Anything from that? Or? Hit points? No. Arm. no. Um, okay. Just an arm. Okay. <laughs> uh, the arm that has been cut off um, twitches for a minute and then uh, falls limp again. Is the sword, is the dagger still attached to the arm? No, he threw the dagger down. He dropped the dagger while Can I take his arm and see if the dagger will attach to it? You're just going to pick up his arm and start poking the dagger with it? <laughs> yes. Give me a dexterity check, please. <laughs> Are we all just losing limbs today? Thirteen. <laughs> right, you don't knock the dagger off the side of the mountain with it, but you like slide it and it doesn't do anything. Oh, okay. Dang, I don't want to pick that dagger up now, though. <laughs> I, do I have one of those things to pull Tongs? stuff out of the fire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna... Oh, my bad, Haiku. It was an emergency. I will make you the best prosthetic <laughs> you have ever seen. It will be so cool. But we can talk about that later <laughs> as I go. Guess I asked that. for it. <laughs> 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 you did put out your arm, so I mean, I got you. Whatever you need, bro. I'm gonna mage hand like a little ghost hand in the meantime, you know? Like, it was sitting next to me. (laughs) I'll allow it. (laughs) You have a little floaty hand. And it's not even, like, a full arm to a hand. It's just, like, you have a floaty, magical hand at the distance of where your (laughs) hand should be. I love that as a a design. (laughs) For this character. (laughs) I'm, like, Rayman for now. (laughs) And dang it. All right. Um, I put the dagger in a bag. Actually, no, I, I just mage hand the dagger and I just need it, like, as far as I can with the mage hand. Uh, it's not far. What? <laughs> I mean, well, but you're on a mountain, too, though. So, yeah, you, uh, are you going to try to grab it, like, out of the, the tongs? The tongs? Yeah, because. Uh, yeah, I was using the. Yeah, she was, uh, Alan was picking it up with tongs. Oh, yeah, I just kind of pick it and eat it. Like, that's not going to help us. <laughs> okay. I immediately abandoned my plan, apparently. <laughs> it might fuck one of them up if it, like, if they pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
you know, the mages, uh, the clerics at um, the Citadel had greater restoration. No, I lose them all the time. That's a long story. <laughs> uh, oh, should. Some parts are greener than others. <laughs> so are you okay? I think we're supposed to help him out. So we go back? I guess. Yeah. We should finish resting and then head out. Yeah, we should go back. I have to rebuild the hut if we're going to rest. Thank you, Charlie. (laughs) No problem, but that's the end of them. (laughs) No more for you. I have to actually rest before I have any more. Uh, you take a long rest. Um, it's restful. You may re, uh, regain any spell slots, uh, spent charges, things along those lines. Would you like to do when you wake? Uh, I think once we wake up, it's time to head back to the city. All right. You make your way back down the side of the mountain. Um, Before you head down, you look over, and it looks like the forces uh, are sort of holding their own. Um, But you can see, even from this distance, that there there are fortifications apparently, like, growing out of the side of the pass. Um, as you're looking down, you realize that what they're doing is the legionnaires are taking the armor of legionnaires that fall and, like, building it out into walls on either side of the pass that are narrowing it down further. Damn. I mean, it's it's kind of gruesome to contemplate, but also like kind of cool to think about. <laughs> yeah, it's very three hundred of Sparta still. Yeah, that's kind of the corpses. <laughs> yep. You get back to the city uh, just a little bit before, um, well, probably about two hours before sundown. Um, the orderly that you were speaking with steps forward and says, uh, "Changed your mind." Are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. Some old hag told us we had to come help you guys out. You shit about individuals and wars. I don't give a shit, dude. I just... Can anyone fix this? Oh, I'm holding up my little nub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they're probably rationing their healing magic right now. Um, no. No, we can't. <laughs> Jimmy's just being petty now. Somebody, <laughs> uh, somebody in the Gleaming Valley might be able to, but no, we don't have that. Ca- I mean, that's. That's um, some serious doing. Can I fashion haiku a nub stump out of um, the sawhorn horn so he has a sword arm? 
<laughs> yeah, if you want to make him a um, like a scimitar arm. Yeah. Sure. Uh, go ahead and give me a, a intelligence check, and you may add your proficiency bonus to it. Charlung will cast. Oh, I, uh, I didn't. Do it. <laughs> I was gonna say Charlung will cast Magecraft on it, so that you have to double your proficiency bonus. Oh, that's still like a nine. All right, uh, you try and you snap the horn saw horn. No, I can't snap <laughs> the horn saw horn. I failed to do it, but I still have my intact horn saw horn. <laughs> it's, it's still usable for a dagger, but it's not going. You're not going to be able to get full scimitar with it. Where else am I going to get it? If, damn it, Travis! <laughs> Guess we got to go back in the forest and kill you another one. Uh, <laughs> I tried. Alright. <laughs> Sorry, Heiko. It's okay. It's whatever. Fine. <sighs> uh, they tell you that they think that some of the Hollow uh, Knights can probably regenerate that arm, possibly. Uh, or they would be able to, at the very least, uh, get you some sort of a prosthetic. It's not the biggest deal right now. I can still cast those. The remarkably brave perspective for somebody who is just willing to run away from this war. I want to punch this guy in the face. Can I roll to punch this guy in the face? Sure, absolutely. Go ahead as he and... as she does, I'm like I, before she does that. I'm like I've been forced into many wars to give a shit about anything you say right now. Uh, strength will suffice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can... Your strength and proficiency bonus because you are proficient with your fist. Can try and interrupt. <laughs> 20. Not natural. <laughs> nope, I can't interrupt that. <laughs> uh, you sock him in his face and he spits out a tooth and um, some blood. I'm like, watch it, pal. We're back, aren't we? Now suck it up and take our help, I guess. And I just turn my back and walk away. Mm-hmm. Just sucker like punch him and walk away. He reaches up and heals his teeth. Um... Any other preparatory stuff that you're doing uh, while you're now that you're back there? I've got uh, nothing. I mean, Ithran's first inclination is go to like the medical tent and like help. Okay. Uh, right now, they're just setting things up for the inevitable. Um, no need to treat people. Um, they say, all right, so we have a tactical update because most of our soldiers that were already infected are on there, are out there. Um, this whole area, we're going to be bringing in... Uh, our conscripts are going to go around the front and create kind of a shield wall up past where we had the quarantine zone. Uh, we would like you all and us, those of us who've been exposed to you, to stay away from the front line. We realize this is probably going to put us at a pretty severe tactical disadvantage, um, but I think it's probably our best bet to prevent infection and still be able to defend the city. So we are going to have to be sort of a second line of defense. 
All right. Um, is where can we help? Oh, um, there's in total twenty of us that have been uh, infected, including you all. Um, the Imperator has a request in for any of the breathing folk who wish to effectively volunteer the possibility that they won't be able to see their hollow friends until this is over um, to come bolster our fort. All right. Uh, the next day passes. The, they wind up with a total of about another hundred soldiers uh, between humans, dwarves, and ironbred show up. Um, around noon, a scout comes running up the road. Um, you can see he's got like probably a dozen arrows sticking in him. Oh, legionnaire. And he like runs up like full speed and then like falls to his knees basically in front. They, they've broken through. They'll be here soon. Our, our last head count of them had a thousand remaining there. And how many left on our side? I was told not to leave until the last Legionnaire fell. <laughs> All right. Where do we need to be? I wish I knew. Um, I guess this will have to work. We're just going to hold our ground here. Um, and you see that there are others that are sort of maneuvering into place um, on either side of... Like coming up from behind either side of you and forming a shield wall probably about 300 feet out from where you are. Uh, you start... And setting up your tactical positions, making sure that everybody has the food, weapons, medical supplies, everything they need. Yeah, and uh, Ithran is going to look for um, if there is any sort of like um, platform or even a boulder that she can stand on to give her like, um, you know, even a little bit of advantage on line of sight. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, you find a, a boulder you can go climb on top of. Uh, anywhere okay. tactically that uh, Charlie would like to be. I, I don't know. I Like, I, I don't... I have no idea. Alright. Uh, you're just kind of chilling back and waiting for someone to uh, point at an area for you. Um, Haiku, anywhere particular that you would like to go? Is this uh, on the astronaut? Is this where we're at right now? Yes. And which direction is the army coming from? Uh, the south. 
Okay. Um, I will. I guess. What was that? Oh, I was gonna say, if I'm gonna put you up on top of a boulder, this boulder right here. Sounds good. I'd like to. I'm gonna move my token if I can. Should be able to right over here. All right, and it's um, it's the city to the north, right? Yeah, the citadel is okay. to the north of you. All right, so I'm gonna it in the map, right? I'm gonna drop chameleon skin while I'm there too. Right. Alan, what would you like to do? Why does my community grow on this? Um, I'm gonna be in the middle. Uh, I also had a follow-up question. If there was any way I could have gotten my hands on some explosive seed and made some explosive arrows while we were waiting yesterday? Yeah, I don't see why not. Cool. Um, I will wrote what, um... Intelligence. intelligence to see how many I made. Come on, not a one. A one! I made, uh, oh no, it was a seven. <laughs> so I made nine arrows. <laughs> so your total was a nine? Intelligence plus proficiency? My total, well, plus proficiency, yeah. it was 12. Okay, so you make uh, one quiver full of arrows, so 20 arrows. Okay, nice. All right. Charlie, do you have any spells you want to cast in preparation as they're coming up? Do not have those kinds of spells. Alright. Um, as the sun starts to set, you see their forest sort of round the corner. And before they even get up to the shield wall, the two trebuchets um, fire at the city. And you can see as it flies through the, the dust air above your heads, these are not boulders that the trebuchets are firing. They appear to be giant cubes made out of what, as near as you can tell, is rotting flesh. Oh, God. Nasty. No. <laughs> like, please say it's livestock and not people. They go over your heads. Soil and green. I would like each of you to give me a perception check, please, to see if you can see from where you're at. Oh, I got another 20. Another natural 20. Total of 24. Nice. nice. I got a 16. Uh, Fast. Now we're Alright, those of you who got a 10 or higher, uh, you can see through like either the gates or through holes, gaps in the wall. Um, you see these two cubes land. And when they land, they don't burst, so, but they do, like imagine like a cyst bursting. So they still maintain like their their structure to a degree, but they they do get a little bit smaller uh, as they each disgorge a half dozen what appear to be zombies that are also dripping with ichor 
and stumbling forward, immediately engaging in battle with the legionnaires that are inside. So they shot a zombie cube into the city. Two zombie cubes, yes. And you got a natural 20, right, Bethany? Uh I did, yes. You can absolutely see that several of these zombies have, uh, are either wearing like chain mail or they have nails driven into them. Um, but one thing is common about all of the metal that they are carrying. No, don't say it, Travis. <laughs> all covered in rust. <laughs> I told you not to say. <laughs> and then you said it, and now I'm upset. <laughs> now we're all upset. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in for a penny, in for a pound. All right, how's the city handling the attack? Uh, you see units of soldiers rushing forward. They're taking out the zombies pretty quickly. You do notice one of those cubes lurches forward and, like, eats a hollow legionnaire. They appear oh, to be um, also somewhat semi-sentient undead. Like, imagine gelatinous cubes made out of uh, meat. All right. Are we still with the other, like, um, infected soldiers? Yes. We're uh, all, like, looking at one another as, uh, like, should we rush in there? Uh, should we go over there and help? Like, what do we do? They're just confused. Uh, so Ithrin's going to say, they have the rust. We have to go defend the, the city. All right. Uh they immediately dive in and follow uh, you. Griffin um, is like, how did I get to this position? <laughs> As you're running and shouting about defending the city, what is Charlie doing? You know, I don't know. Um, I guess I guess I'll follow, but I'm going to hang back like I always do. All right. So you stay in kind of a lockstep but distant position from Ithrin. What is Alan going to do seeing all this? I'm going to rush in. Rushing into the city? Yeah. All right. And uh, Haiku? This is clearly a diversion, but I'm going to go with my friends. <laughs> Do not split the party. Yeah. All right. You start running in after them, and you're thinking it's a diversion, so you set, sort of look back over your shoulder. You do see they lo they're loading two more of these rock cubes into the trebuchets. How far are they from me? The trebuchets? Yeah. Past the uh, shield wall that's 300 feet, and then probably another 150 feet into the enemy forces. Wait, where's the shield wall? So imagine the soldiers who came out of, the, of Citadel. Okay. They set up a shield wall 300 feet out, so um, I don't know how far out you're zoomed, but about where I'm pinging right now. Hold on, let me see. I don't I think it's the pinging because of like on like the iPad right now. Okay, let me give you a. a, a, a let me try. Let me, let me watch on screen. On stream. Oh, I see. So that's roughly the shield wall. Okay. Okay. So they're there. 
Um, and then damn, the Gwyvodot okay. Tell forces are roughly... Here-ish. Oh, there-ish? Okay. Uh, let me see. I guess I can't do anything from where I'm at. Just at least prevent that. Except, like, I guess yell out a warning, like they're firing again. All right. As you get inside, uh, the group that you encounter includes... Three poison bear ghouls. Two poison what? Poison bearer ghouls. And two regular ghouls. Actually, can I? How far? How much of these cubes are on like the map? How much of the squares you mean? The squares, yeah. Five feet. Okay, so I can't, I don't have the little shift thing to see how far I can go, but could I theoretically get close enough to fire like an Eldritch Blast to like kind of like mess with like the mechanics of like the trebuchet so you can't like throw anymore? Yeah, do you have the um, the distant blast? Uh... My Eldritch Blast can reach 120 feet. Okay, so you're going to have to get like up to the shield wall to do it. Which is fine, you can do that. It's just going to take you a couple rounds, probably. I can basically go 60 right now if I dash, right? Yep. So I'll go 60, and then that's like an action. That's like, that's it burns an action, right? Dashing? Yes, that does burn an action. Okay. Then hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Perfect. So I can go, I can use my uh, Misty Step Tattoo and get to 90 feet. Okay. So I'll do that after I count squares. If you hit shift and then drag, you should be able to... Oh, you can't. I can't. I'm on iPad right now. Yeah. You want me to count it out for you? Could you? Yeah, I got you. Thank you. You want 90 feet straight towards the field wall, right? Yeah. All right. Do I see this, or is he still invisible? Uh, you can make a perception check. Um, yeah, I'm not invisible. I'm just kind of like what's camouflage of the environment. And uh, chameleon skin, correct me if I'm wrong, gives you advantage on stealth checks, right? Yes. So what's your uh, stealth skill total? Mm, like my, my bonus, or? Yeah, your bonus, including your... It's, so that should be your proficiency plus your uh, dex modifier, I would assume. Proficiency. So it should, it should be listed next to the actual skill in D and D Beyond. Like whatever that plus is is your actual skill. Oh, then plus five. 
Right. Right. And so chameleon skin is advantage. That makes it, a, a, again, essentially another plus five. So okay. um, you need to make a perception check at uh, DC 20 to spot. I have a plus zero in perception. Well, you have a one in 20 chance of hitting it. <laughs> I got 17. So close. Nope, you don't see where Haiku went. Alright, so we're creeping up on the end of the day. I'm going to give you all one round and then we are going to call it a night. So uh, as you're running up, I'll give you all the first actions uh, in order north to south on the map. Um, so you run up, Ethereum, and you see these ghouls uh, basically just emerged from a cube. They're, they're kind of looking a little... Uh, they don't look like they're confused or disoriented so much as they just look like they're looking for the first thing to kill. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use my bonus action, cast Shalala on my quarterstaff, and just go for the closest one. Alright, excellent. So you dive in on uh, Poison Barrier Ghoul number four. Go ahead and make your attack yes. check, please. Okay. Ah, uh, eleven. A swing and a miss. Uh, moreover, a swing and you, you hit it in the side of the head and it doesn't seem to do much. Um, that brings us to Alan. What would you like to do? I want to shoot it with my arrow. Explosive arrow? Yeah, one of them. Which one are you shooting? The one in, right in front of Ithrin. With an explosive arrow? Oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not that one. Um, let's ghoul five, which is further away. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Thanks for uh, making the things make sense for me because I'm dumb dumb. All right, let's do it. Uh, I'm sixteen to hit. That will hit. Five damage. I don't have the actual explosive arrows. How would we calculate that? Uh, there. What was it? It was the um, what seed? The uh, explosive seed. It's two d six. Oh. That's 10. Okay. Alright, you blast a couple of limbs off of the, like, both the arms come off of that ghoul. This ghoul over here is going to make a deck save, see if he uh, can have that. I'm damage. all about blasting limbs off of people today. <laughs> True. Sorry, Haiku. <laughs> he does not make his deck save, so uh, he, both of his legs get blown off. Sweet. All right, uh, Charlie. I'm gonna Eldritch Blast one each ghoul four and five. Excellent. Wow. Uh, the thirteen hit. Thirteen does not hit. Oh, wait, uh, ghoul four and five? Yeah. Um, I may be lying to you. Hold on. 
13 absolutely hits. Oh, that's what I got for both of them. How's that for magical? Excellent. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yahtzee. All right. Oh, that one voided itself. All right, number four gets uh, five, and number five gets two. Excellent. Um, they are both still up, but both like, like number four is like crawling. He's got one arm left. He's like Terminator crawling toward you all. Um, where uh, number four does, and number five, uh, he still has like one full leg and like down to the knee of the other leg, so he's just sort of like stumbling his way in your direction. Um, you get up to the shield wall, uh, Haiku. I'll let you get off that Eldritch Blast before we wrap things up. Uh, two Eldritch Blasts at both trebuchets to try and, like... You try to hit both trebuchets? Yeah. Should I roll for that? Absolutely. Go ahead and make your attention. That's a nat 20 plus 6. Finally, something good happens. (laughs) Make make your attack check for the second one. Um, Oh, wait. That's attack check. My bad. Um... Wait, isn't it just one because it's... Is it, is it two? Because it's... You're targeting different separate. creatures, so you're, each one is a separate ray. It's not... Right? Okay. So 20 and then a 16. Alright, so you fire... Um, the first one, you actually like hit it basically like at the center pin that holds the whole contraption together. Biggity-bam, the whole fucking stage comes down, then you go smoke a bowl. And then... Um, so one of the trebuchets is out. Uh, the second one, you actually hit the um, cube where, it, like, while it's being loaded in, and so it bursts in the um, in the firing cup and unleashes a, a bunch of zombies that come tumbling out and shambling forward uh, toward the shield wall. That's where we'll wrap things up for this session. So next session, we'll start with their turn. Any okay. uh, questions, comments, complaints, or concerns about tonight's game? Oh, uh, I no. forget I have two attacks per action, but that's okay. <laughs> you want to get in that, also, last, that last roll for that? I, I don't want to rob you of an attack, so if you want to make another roll, let's do this. Okay. All right. Are but you next sure? Time, but next time, remember it, or you won't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was a seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve hits the ghouls. Oh, it does? Yep. So you uh take out those last two ghouls. Perfect. Nice. Yep. Sick. It would be impossible for you to roll enough roll so little damage that they don't both die. Awesome. Alright. Right, I'm so sorry. Also, I'm sorry, Haiku. I cut off your arm. <laughs> I put it out. I said I was down. I said I was down. I <laughs> and just a few clarifying things. So, when you cast less restoration on Haiku's arm, you did absolutely cure him of the poisoned condition. Uh, 
that he, he would have been fine. Um, oh, why are you telling us this? <laughs> because I Twisting want the knife, Travis. I want you to know that first of all, I want you to know that um, the spell did work. Secondly, I want you to know that uh, that 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 this mutilation that you've inflicted on your party member could be um, could have been avoided entirely because. <laughs> Um, it's important to me to uh, make sure I just, just <laughs> grind in every last bit of pathos into the next chapter of this campaign. Um, Damn it, I Travis! Cool, <laughs> I can get a badass prosthetic arm, though. That looks way cooler. I can have, like, one like, Iron Man arm, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist arm. Yeah. It's a good design. <laughs> I mean, you could, like, with the Gleaming Valley right there, you really could get, like, a possessed arm. Yeah, that's fucking badass. <laughs> but having said I that, just look in the end. I just look cooler. I always win. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm glad everybody had a good time. Uh, did anybody have any questions, comments, complaints, concerns? Anything you didn't understand or wanted me to explain, or um, was everything good? No, this was great. I can the next thing. Thank you, and I appreciate that. Um, so I just want to remind everybody that the reason we are here um, is because of Scarredlands, and Scarredlands is amazing, and available at your friendly local game store. So you can get the Scarredlands Player's Guide, you can get the Scarredlands Creature Collection. Those are both available right now. We are also uh, playing Dead Man's Rust, which is a uh, mega campaign for Scarredlands. Uh, we kick-started last year. Um, pre-orders are currently available on Backerkit, and if you pre-order it, you can get... Uh, advanced copy of the text so you can start running your campaign right now. Um, and I'm going to throw that link in chat while I'm doing that. Um, oh, one last thing, speaking of pre-orders, so I don't forget to mention it. Uh, Trinity Continuum Assassins is currently available at uh, DriveThruRPG for pre-order. Um, and they just dropped the last manuscript preview today. So if you pre-order the um, Trinity Continuum Assassins right now, you get uh, access to the full manuscript uh, text uh, that is set in the Trinity Continuum and is uh, basically set alongside the same time frame as the core book. But instead of playing talents, you're playing assassins who make the world a better place through murder and mayhem. Um, and I'll throw that link in the chat as well. Uh, so before I uh, before we wrap things up, I guess I'll go ahead and have everybody uh, tell us who you are, what you do, who you're playing, pronouns, their pronouns, and where we can find you on the internet. And we'll start off this time around with Haiku. Please give us your pertinence. Hey guys, I am the collection of bad um, ideas and decisions. Uh, that is Mike Newton. I am um, playing Haiku, who is also a collection of bad ideas and uh, I <laughs> choices uh and in real life i am a comic artist uh you can find me pretty much anywhere uh at mike underscore mutant um mike mutant on tumblr where i have the current issues of my comic the freaks which you can read for free and i'm working on issue three right now so cool stuff in the works sweet definitely check out the freaks it's a fun read um next up we have charlie please give us your pertinence um, I am Sarah Schreiner, she, her, I play Charlie, she, her, and, uh, I'm, uh, author and YouTuber and, 
I play games on Twitch. I'm basically Words Miss Sarah everywhere. Uh, most of the time I'm on Twitter, YouTube, and or Twitch. Excellent. And uh, next up, that would be Ithrin. Please give us your pertinence. Uh, hello. My name is Rachel. You can find me pretty much everywhere as Stolen Fires on the internet. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be over at Vorpal Tales, running Vampire Directly in the Brood Chronicle. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've got a really strong cast. Uh, that's great. And then also at Vorpal, uh, normally I'd be running Call of Cthulhu on Friday, but that's New Year's Eve. So have a good New Year's Eve. Don't get beaten by anything. Uh, I will be back on Vorpal, though, Sundays for uh, Nage of the Ascension, White Walls. That is also a lot of fun. Uh, I'm having a lot of good times with my cast. And then Monday, I'm doing Cult and Solemn Veil. And then at some point in the relatively near future, I'm going to be in an all Sedite V5 game. Uh, more information on that forthcoming. Sweet. And uh, I just threw the links for those uh, different uh, Twitch chats into, or Twitch channels into the chat. So please feel free to head over there and give a follow or a subscription. And uh, next up, that brings us to Holland. Please give us your pertinence. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Elena. She, her, uh, also they, them. And I, I'm playing Holland, who she, her. And uh, in real life, I'm an artist and art teacher and yoga teacher in Illinois. And um, you can find my... Instagram, I'm mostly posting yoga now, which is the Milena Deneno Yoga. And uh, Milena Deneno on Instagram has a link to that. And I'm on Patreon if you want to see uh, art and if you want to get free monthly downloadables, like wallpapers for your phone and printables and calendar stuff. So that's patreon.com forward slash Milena Deneno. Excellent. And uh, last but not least, I suppose that leaves me. Uh, I'm Travis Legg, he, him, they, uh, all fine. And um, when I'm not doing this, I am either running games here uh, over on my channel, Plastic Age Plays, or uh, I'm writing books. Uh, so, yeah, there's... Uh, don't, I don't know what's out next for me. Uh, Dead Man's Rust is on pre-order. You should go pick up Skyland stuff. Because uh, I, I loves it uh, with all my heart. Um, I know that there's some. I have some plans for the next year. Um, some of those plans may involve Fenrilic. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that news. Uh, but in the meantime, just uh, also I want to remind everyone to make sure you're checking out the Monday meeting notes uh, as we roll into 2022. It is the 10th anniversary of Onyx Path Publishing. So there's all sorts of fun stuff coming up. Uh, keep an eye on the MMN every week at uh, com, so that you can stay aware of those announcements. Um, I'll be back here on the channel sometime next week. Uh, schedule will go up on the Monday meeting notes, so you'll be able to see that then. Um, in the meantime, have a safe and happy new year. Take care of yourselves and each other. Get your shots. Make sure everyone around you gets their shots. And... Uh, be good. See you soon.